morning and welcome. It's that time once again. Yeah, the hole in the ceiling studios in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, gold and silver. It is what we do. We like to call it wealth insurance. And our toll-free number, 800 951 0592 the website at allamericangold.com and boy we got a lot of stuff to talk about it's the first well it's not it's still may but it's the first week of of june by friday so well, we got jobs numbers out we have gdp to talk about we got what's going on in italy today and all kinds of other great little nooks and crannies as the cities around the country all looking at ways to raise your taxes. We got all of that for you. But before we get to that, got to talk about Roseanne, right? Got to talk about it. She's canceled uh, apparently, not apparently, she she did it. Right? She made some inappropriate tweets. By the way, I'm pretty sure now everybody in America is a racist. I'm pretty sure that that is the case. Uh, but it was this morning, she blamed it on Ambien, right? It was Ambien's fault. And and I and it got me thinking, right, do, do, do we need to look into this? Maybe this is the problem with all of these people tweeting absolutely idiotic stuff. It's Ambien's fault, right? You can see the commercials now, right? They play it on TV, and they'd start talking about the side effects, right? You know, could cause stroke, or or it could cause, in rare cases, it could cause death, or something to do about something leaking out of some part of your body. And, oh, by the way, it may also cause you to send out racist tweets, right? And, and if you feel the need to tweet, please consult the social media police before tweeting, right? Something like that'd be great. <laughs> I don't maybe I don't know. I was going to say maybe Trump takes Ambien too because he likes to tweet. Uh, but but yeah, nonetheless, he she uh, tweeted some stuff about some uh, Valerie Jarrett who was part of the Obama administration, and uh, I'm sure you heard all about it. Yeah, uh, the drug maker for Ambien though did fire back saying, "Hey, we don't. That is not one of the side effects." of taking Ambien, but you know what, maybe it is. I, I don't could explain a lot. Uh, so anyway, um, I just was thinking, I just thought that was funny. I, I don't know why we have to see these commercials all the time, and they're always on, and then you start listening to the side effects, and then you're like, why would anyone take that? Uh, but I know I give, and a lot of you know a lot of people have to. It's, it's the way of the world anymore. I try very, very hard uh, not to take any of that stuff because I just believe that a lot of the social issues that we're dealing with can be traced right back to that. But, hey, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, but I have slept at a Holiday Inn, so therefore I may be qualified. Uh, remember, I think it was a few weeks back, Seattle passed a tax on all big employers in their city. Right? They called it the, the headcount tax. Right, because hey, I get it. They have so many homeless people, and, and again, right, this is everywhere now. Homeless, it, it's incredible. Now I now I know when they can't find all the the eighteen to fifty five year old men, I know where they are. 
right? They're right on the street corner, right here in Arizona. Go to your supermarket. They're there. You'll find them. Alarmed by traffic and other issues. Now, I'll let you decide what the other issues are. My guess is it's all these people tweeting all these horrible things. Brought on by massive expansion projects. Three Silicon Valley cities are now pushing forward with separate plans to impose new taxes that can be used to make transit and other improvements. If we are successful in putting this together and we get it approved, I believe other job-rich communities will try to put their own measures on the ballot, Mountain View Mayor Lenny Siegel said. And uh, Palo Alto... Palo, it's Wednesday. Palo Alto, Santa Clara, and Sunnyvale. Oh, oh, and well, I forgot one. And and Menlo Park. So all four. These are all you know Northern California cities would likely follow suit if Mountain View is successful with the plan. Uh, uh, Cupertino Vice Mayor Ron Sink said he has been holding quiet conversations. Everybody be quiet. The deck man is coming. And uh, trying to get these measures on the, the ballot. Listen, already, too many people are leaving California already. <laughs> Stop. You know what? Forget about a border wall uh, in Mexico. I'm thinking we need one in California. Right? Let's just put up a fence, right, a big wall, and say all you blue states got to stay there. Right, you can take it. Have your ocean, have your beaches. You can take your your good weather. You just can't come here anymore. It's incredible. Listen, they don't have any money. This is the problem, and nobody has any money. All of these cities, all of these states, they're all in the same boat. They're all versions of Italy. I mean, really, when you come down and think about it, that's really what's happening everywhere. Uh, whether it be pension systems being broke, city budgets being broke, the fact that nobody can afford to live in half of the cities, and they're still broke. I know. 800 When we return, we've got a great item, an item that we haven't run in, in a while, too long, in my opinion. And then we're going to talk about jobs in GDP and what has the central bank so spooked today? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We had our first re- revision to first quarter GDP, and we had the like I said. So t- this week's jobs week ADP this morning. That was the uh, private uh, uh, process payroll processor ADP. Uh, they they do the phone call thing, right? <laughs> I don't know why survey data should even be reported, right? But but this this is what they do. Uh, and again, uh, last month was not very good. Uh, was a hundred and fifty fifty four or sixty four thousand? Uh, can't I think that was what the number said? Uh, and then oh, I'm sorry. Last month they said two hundred thousand. And then the government said a much lower number. This time around, uh, they said jobs in May was only 178,000. So that was about 20,000 less than expected. Uh, They said that hiring 
was strong in construction, education, and healthcare. And and I don't know. Maybe that's when the educators get hired. I know because a lot of them work on a contract, so maybe May they sign contracts for the next school year because you'd think that wouldn't be because uh, it's the end of the school year, but maybe that's what it is. Um, engineers were, was a good place, and uh, retailers were cutting jobs, uh, according to ADP. Uh, again, the number was less than expected. Uh, it is now the third straight month in a row. I guess they did some revisions here. The third straight month in a row of less than 200,000 jobs in uh, May of May of last year was 220,000. Uh, so, uh, again, you know, this is the great jobs market. All I can do is give you the number. You know, and as, as we've talked about here, it really doesn't matter what the number is. The jobs are no good. I'm sorry, they're they're just not. Nobody's making any money. Everybody's got to work two, three, four jobs, and, and of course, the no inflation thing is just really starting to get to me, right? You know, I told you about my health care, but just my uh, paying for my health care, right? I, you're, you're you're looking at an extra hundred twenty five dollars a month. Then you start looking at gas prices, right? You, you think about it's fifteen dollars to fill up more. For, for me than the beginning of the year. And then it's $15 more for my kid. It's $30 more for my wife because her car is twice, her tank's twice as big as ours. You know, just in two items, you're looking at an extra, what, 400 bucks a month, give or take, just on those two. Forget about anything else. It's incredible. Uh, first quarter GDP. Came in lighter than expected, uh, according to the uh, the Commerce Department. It took me a minute to figure out who puts it out. The Commerce Department said economic grow- growth slowed slightly more than initially thought in the first quarter. Uh, a downturn to revisions to inventory investment and consumer spending. Remember that was the thing they oh look at the consumer spending wasn't as good as they thought. Uh, they're, they're hoping for the tax cuts to kick in any minute now. Said GDP only grew at a 2.2% annual rate. Uh, the economy grew at 2.9% in the fourth quarter, down to 2.2% in the first quarter. Uh, we'll have to wait and see about how uh, the second and third quarter do, but so far, based on the information I'm seeing, doesn't look bad, right? I think the I forget who it was. B minus, right? I'll give it B minus, right? We got a B minus economy. I mean, because uh, jobs don't pay. We don't have inflation. We have stagflation. You know, and I I I I'd like to believe I am I'm an average guy, right? I, I've got a wife. We've been married for 19 years. Maybe that makes me above average in, in that one regard. That's hard to do anymore. We've got two kids. Right? We have three vehicles. Okay, we have my car, my wife's car, and then uh the, my son's car. When he goes to college, it's probably gonna be my other son's car. But we have three three vehicles, two kids, one going to college, one still in high school. And I can tell you very simply, 
over the last three years, my monthly expenses, okay, my monthly bill, right? We haven't added a thing. Okay, I'm not even going to count, you know, my son going off to college. Forget about that. Just paying, you know, your 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 rent, your mortgage, right? You pay pay for where you live. That hasn't changed, right? That's the same. Every other bill that we have, electricity, water, sewer, garbage, cell phone, you know, cable, uh, we got the, the bundle, right? <laughs> you got a bundle the same, right? But the problem is every couple of years, the cost of the bundle goes up. Health insurance. Automobile insurance. Here's the thing. Guess what? Dude, not a single accident or a single ticket, knock on wood, in our family over the last couple of, not one. My monthly expenses have gone up by over $700 a month. Almost half of that is by health care costs. All the rest of them, they're up, you know, 20 bucks. 15 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 dollars, right? You add it up and you get the rest of it. But you just do some simple math. 700 dollars, 12 months, 8400 dollars. I make the same amount of money. I'm now 8400 dollars poorer. Right? And this is happening to everybody. And they come out and they tell you it's not. And it can't be both. And you're starting to feel the pressure. We're starting to feel the weight of all of the debt and the games and the lies and the misrepresentations that they've been trying to spin off as truth. Why is Italy cracking? Same problem. They're broke. Their economy won't go. We just gave out the largest tax cut, depending on how you slice it up, in the history. In first quarter GDP, we got 2.2. What happened to three? I don't know. That I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that we can have at least a quarter of two or three this summer. I don't know that we will. Right, and now the Federal Reserve, we're starting to hear them get nervous. And you and you start really thinking about what's really been going on and, and what really is real and what isn't real and the mispricing of debt and, and what the Federal Reserve and the powers that they've had have done. You know, there's a video on the website today with Neil Kashkari, who's one of my favorites. He's the Minneapolis Fed guy. He's been a big guy of, listen, this normalization. We can't normalize. We need to stop raising rates right now. Because he gets it. He knows. He knows. American consumers tap, well, all but about 10%. Right? The other 90% are like me. Right, I, for me it's eighty four hundred dollars. For somebody else it's five thousand. Somebody else it's four thousand. That was money these we don't have. 
And now he's talking about there is a couple of questions about the central bank. One of them was, you know, are they owned by the Bank of England? Uh, but really they're talking about how the uh, the Federal Reserve isn't really part of the government, right? It's its own separate entity. And he was telling the story about Alexander Hamilton and starting the first central bank. And, you know, he goes real quick, you know, it didn't work out, and they closed it down, then they started again, it didn't work out. And, and then we had this banking panic, the last go-round. Right, of course, what, we, what he didn't say is you had a bunch of private bankers beat down at Jekyll Island and conspire to get us here. He didn't say that. But gave us the Federal Reserve that we have today. And what he said was, hey, we learned our lesson. We didn't want to be closed down again. <laughs> Let's face it. We don't know any better than anybody else. Right? Remember what the, who was it? Was it the Philadelphia Fed president? I can't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it was the Cleveland Fed president who said, hey, my, my fear, well, I think it was Dallas, I'm sorry. The fear is that people actually believe the Federal Reserve knows what's really happening right now, and we don't. But he said that he can't be fired by the president, and he can't be, right? Because he's, he's not appointed by, by the president. Uh, and, and he's not uh, in the arms of Washington, and essentially they've created these buffers to where the government really can't do anything to them. And then, they, of course, they talked about audits, and he said, well, yeah, we get audited. That's a myth that we don't get audited. And, and, and yes, they do get audited. They do. Just not the audit that Ron Paul was talking about, right? I mean, they, they anybody can be audited and, and say, yep, see, we got audited. Of course, they tell them what to audit. It's not an audit the way you would think of go in there, let's find out everything about what you bought, what you sold, who did you buy it from, who did you sell it to, right? Where are you transferring money? Why are you lending credit to this country and that country and fed windows and this and that and the other? That's not what happened. But it's worth listening to. Because the one part he made to try to deflect from the fact uh, that their, their own little private entity was, he made the comment, but don't worry. We give all the money we make to the government. Problem is, what he knows and what most of you don't know, if interest rates get too high, they won't be given any money to the government. The government will have to actually bail them out. Think about that for just a minute. When you think about uh, Italy, Art Cashin was out on television yesterday saying, here's why everybody's so scared about what happened in Italy overnight yesterday. If you missed yesterday, you don't know what I'm talking about. Italy's cost to fund their debt doubled in an instant last night. And actually probably more than that. It was probably bigger than that. In other words, they their bond market blew out. One of the things that Cashin said, though, that why that was such a big deal, and remember yesterday we talked about the Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 capital requirement, and this was supposed to be the best of the best, is the bank's don't have to hedge tier one and they don't have to mark 
to market. Right? So right now, the banks don't have to show the losses yet. But the problem is, is they believe most of the banks, if they don't have to hedge, they don't spend the money to do it. It makes sense. Hey, you don't have to hedge that because it's really good stuff. And so we won't make you hedge. Oh, well, in that case, why do it? Because hedging costs money. And so they're completely exposed to all of the items that are on the balance sheet. So if you're exposed to $16 billion or, or $15 billion or $10 billion or, or $20 billion of Italian, of Italian debt, it was probably all unhedged. This is how risky this stuff really is. And they've made it even worse. And this is why now all of a sudden, you know, we're having all of these hiccups all over the globe. And now all of a sudden, these central bankers who 60 days ago were telling us how great everything is are starting to get nervous. When we return, an item we haven't run in far too long coming up next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Since August 2016, retail giant Target has established themselves as a leader in the transgender pick-your-own-bathroom movement. Since then, Target's allowance of men to enter women's bathrooms unhindered has racked up a troubling number of sexual crimes against young women and children. Even with this trend, Target remains steadfast in allowing men to enter the ladies' dressing and restrooms. Another unfortunate news story came out of Chicago in the last week of March. A man entered the women's bathroom in a Target where a young girl was being watched by her mother. And then the man forced himself into the stall occupied by the child and exposed himself to her. He ran away before police could arrive. To many, this may sound like some twisted scene from a horror story, but this crime took place on a Sunday afternoon in a busy Chicago Target. One Target shopper at the time of this incident said, It's very sad. Children are innocent. It's wrong. It's pure evil, no matter how you look at it. The views of this shopper are echoed by most common-sense Americans who know that these sexual violations against women and little girls will continue to occur as long as retailers like Target allow men free and unrestricted access to women's dressing rooms and restrooms. In February, Walgreens pharmacies nationwide announced they would begin to allow customers to choose their restroom of choice, regardless of biological sex. The new Walgreens decision stems from an earlier incident in which a woman claimed she was discriminated against. Even without legal threats, Walgreens decided to adopt this policy nationwide, conforming to new laws in California that demand businesses allow people to use the restroom of their choice. Walgreens and other retailers would do well to learn Target's lesson. In late 2016, Target faced massive backlash and their stock plunged. The American people won't be fooled by this radical agenda. Most shoppers recognize that these bathroom policies are dangerous and put women and children at risk, and we expect consumer dollars to speak loudly in 2018. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired 
pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you? At phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Today's special is an item that we just haven't been able to to buy at the right price until today. We have 400, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. We have 400 rolls of dimes. And these are the pre-1965, so these are 64 and older, uh, the silver dimes. There's 50 in a roll. So you get 50 silver dimes in every roll. The rolls are $65. And I just want to tell you, each roll contains 3.575 ounces of silver, which equates to $18.18. Remember, that's where we were able a while back uh, to sell half dollars, but that was when silver was 16 bucks. Right now, silver is $16.55, so this is only $1.63 over spot. And really, that's the important part. How close the spot is it? And it, you don't get it that close, especially on government hallmark material. Rolls of silver dimes, 50 of them in a roll. So you get 50 dimes in every roll. They're $65 per roll. If you order a hundred rolls, the shipping will be free, and that's sixty-five hundred dollars. We'll ship it anywhere for free. If you want to pick them up in Colorado and shave on the shipping, absolutely right. Our Colorado office is open. Uh, I, by the way, what a great addition uh, Brian and Jason have been. Uh, that second hour in Colorado really starting to come into its own. Uh, but if you want to pick it up in Colorado, in Johnstown, uh, there will be no shipping to do that. Uh, of course, here in Phoenix, obviously, if you want to pick up here, there will be no shipping included. Rolls of U.S. silver dimes, $65 a roll. Silver's up, what, 15 16 17 cents right now, $16.55 cents. Gold's up about three bucks, thirteen oh two. The Dow, which was down four hundred points yesterday, I think it's up like two hundred seventy points today. Uh, we'll get to to that news in just a minute. I gotta bring this to everybody's attention. Last week, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, remember how he told you why is the Treasury Secretary in trade talks with China? said that they were putting the trade war on hold. Apparently, the hold is over. China now is looking to line up other countries against the United States in a pending trade war after the White House took an unexpected move forward on tariffs yesterday. According to the Wall Street Journal, China is now lobbying other nations to come join them against the United States. I told you this was going to come. 
right? They're all red. Listen, they are not, you know, like I said, they hold the cards. They're not going to lay down. They're already working. We know this. The Renembi is now becoming more and more used throughout the world. You think about, right, we know about the oil and how much of the oil market they already are controlling. Now the LME says, hey, listen, we're, get, we're close. We're, we're, we're going to have all of your metals being able to be bought and traded in Chinese renminbi. And now today, according to the Wall Street Journal, China's trying to line up the rest of the world against us. Yesterday, the White House announced that it would have a final list of $50 billion in imports that would be subject to a 25% tariff on June 15th. Oh, it's going to get good. This is going to get real good. And two weeks later, so on June 15th, we're supposed to have a list. Now, remember, last time we didn't have a list. <laughs> right? We didn't have a list. China had a list, right? Remember China had the list? China came out with their list, and we kind of backed down. So we've regrouped now. Now we're going to have our own list. On this list, we don't know what's on it yet, but $50 billion, which when you think about it, is nothing. When you think about what our trade with China is, this is how sad it is of how bad. I think we run, just with China alone, a, a $500 billion a year trade deficit. It may actually may be a little higher than that. But two weeks after that, they're going to announce investment restrictions on Chinese corporations. Right? They're going to start restricting Chinese-owned companies with the ability to buy U.S. companies. Now, I don't know if that would fall into the multinationals or not. Right? If you, I, I don't know how that would work. Well, you know, as an example, if a company reincorporated in Ireland or the Cayman Islands, or what, would that still count? I don't know. In response, China is looking to line up countries against the United States, according to the Wall Street Journal. The countries in question are mostly in Europe and Asia. Right, so this isn't Iran. This isn't Venezuela. They're mostly in Europe and Asia. So what are we talking about? Probably India, right? Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe South Korea. I'm sure Russia's involved uh, on the European side. Are they courting Italy and Portugal and Spain? Uh, I'm sure they're courting Germany and France. They say that where companies could benefit from China's plan to give companies more access to its market. So according to the Wall Street Journal now, the Chinese are now working with foreign competition to get countries to come over to their side of the fence in exchange, we'll buy more stuff from you. <laughs> Right, apparently, right, they looked at the stuff we got and said, no thanks. Today's announcements come uh, just days after the two countries announced a tentative solution, right? That was the, hey, we're on hold, time out. 
U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said any trade war was supposed to be put on ice. U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross is supposed to uh, arrive in Beijing on Saturday, but the surprise move from Washington could put an end to those talks, so we're going to have to wait and see. But this is very, very real. A turning away from the United States, and most importantly, turning away from the dollar. And you better be hedged when it happens. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. U.S. rolls of silver dimes. Something we haven't run in... Man, it's been a while. I don't, I don't... At least six months. Uh, rolls of U.S. silver dimes. $65 a roll. It's like a dollar sixty-three or so, depending on you know, spot fluctuates. But let's say between a dollar sixty and a dollar seventy over spot right now at $65 a roll. You get 50 dimes in every roll. If you buy 100 rolls, by the way, 100 rolls is a half of a bag, a half a bag of of junk silver. 100 rolls, uh, you'd be looking at 357 and a half ounces of silver. At 100 rolls, it's free shipping. If you pick up in Phoenix or you pick up in Colorado, free shipping as well. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. This thing is getting, it's starting to pick up speed here. Zero Hedge is now reporting that Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, may be on countdown to resign as Peter Navarro, who's an advisor to the president, has seemed to take center stage. Uh, apparently Mnuchin and Wilbur Ross got in a heated exchange with Navarro over the trade war, uh, the trade war claims of being on hold. Navarro uh, on NPR today called it an unfortunate soundbite and said there is a dispute and it needs to be resolved. We lost the trade war a long time ago. Well, you know what? And that's the truth. But he wasn't done. Navarro said that we can stop them, Chinese companies, from putting our high-tech companies out of business and or buying up our, our crown jewels of technology every time we innovate something. China comes in and buys it or steals it. You think the Chinese were listening? Yeah, I think they were. And he's not wrong. And now they're saying, so $50 billion, but the, the bigger part of the, the, the tariff on $50 billion that we don't know about was two weeks after that. They're going to try to stop the Chinese from being able to buy any more of our technology. I'm going to tell you, and I... And I and I've talked about I've talked about it, touched it, and and done a lot of shows on it. China's got a plan. It's called Silk Road. Look it up. They want to be the world's dominating player when it comes to technology. They want to own it all. 
They want to phase out the United States. They want to take away our trade partners. They want to control everything. From the shores of the the, uh, Atlantic and Europe and England, all the way to the Asian shores of the Pacific and try to isolate the United States. And it's working. And, and when you look at the plan, listen, this isn't a plan for 50 years from now. This is the plan now. They want to be where I just geographic, I gave you the map, right? The eastern shores of Europe to the western shores of Asia. By 2025, China wants to be the one making the rules. China wants to be, well, you know, think about all the sanctions. Think about Iran. We put the sanctions on Iran. Guess what just happened this morning? India says they will no longer abide by sanctions put on by the United States. They will only abide by sanctions put on by the World Trade Organization. How about that? You think that's one of the countries that China's been talking to? And they don't even really like each other. But it's not about like. It's never been about like. It's always been about follow the money. Where is the money going? Right? People say it all the time. It's so simple. It boils down. Follow the money and you'll understand what is happening. It's all going to China. We're a debtor nation. We haven't run a trade surplus since 1973. Maybe it was 74. (laughs) One of those two years. Not a one. And now we're coming out and we want it back. And the Chinese, you know what they're saying? Hey, uh uh-uh. We ain't giving it back to you. Matter of fact, guess what? We're going to start picking off all these countries. Man, it's just starting to make sense to me. Right? You see what Russia's doing with their gold piles. You see here now Turkey, bring it all back to us. Germany, bring it all back to us. Right? India bought the IMF. Right? Remember the last time the IMF sold gold? Who bought it? India. Right, and now the Chinese are saying, hey, listen, we're, we're, we're putting our own little group together. We're getting a little tired of this. By the way, you're just a debtor nation. 800-951-0592. If Steve Mnuchin resigns, that is going to be a big blow to Wall Street. Remember, he's another Goldman Sachs guy. Uh, he's the guy that, that uh, a lot of people said is the the cooler head in the room. Uh, but today, uh, President Trump advisor Peter Navarro out on NPR calling Mnuchin's comments regrettable. 800 Final segment coming up. Rolls of U.S. silver dimes. Uh, we had 400 rolls. We're down to about two. It looks like 270 rolls. Uh, Arlene's on the phone right now, so there's still a couple of lines still open. Uh, rolls of silver dimes, 60 
$5. Okay, right now, silver's uh, $16.55, so still $1.63 over spot. Uh, this is why we're the best in the business. Rolls of silver dimes, $65. Uh, if you want to pick them up here or in Colorado, there is no shipping. If you order 100 rolls, which is, you know, 6500 bucks, there is no shipping at 800 951 I cannot stress to you how important. You know, you look at today and, and Wall Street's reacting because um, – they're, they're hoping the Italians don't have the political will. And, you know, the Dow was down 400 yesterday. Now it's up 270 today because maybe, maybe they won't do it. Maybe they will do it. The real story, the trade war didn't end. We, we are losing. And today the Chinese and their large, the, the, as far as I'm the biggest statement yet, we are lining up countries against the United States. At the same time, India comes out and announces that they will not abide by U.S. sanctions on Iran, and they will only abide by sanctions put on by the WTO. You do the math, right? You see what's happening. We are going to have to sell another 20 plus trillion dollars of debt in the next 10 years. We're going to have a debt of over 40 trillion dollars. And all the people that we need to buy it, all of a sudden are starting to act like, you know what, well, you know what, we were your friend. You know, we, we used to like you, but you know what, you're kind of, you know, we're, we're done listening to you. This guy over here, he wants to be our new best friend. And he's offering me candy and gub, right? He's, he's offering to pay for me to go to the club, right? They, yeah. Yeah, China's paying for their friends. Right? They're paying for them to leave the United States. Start using our currency. Start buying stuff in our currency. Don't worry. We're getting everything here. Right? We got we got crude oil. We got the London Metals Exchange getting ready to go. We're putting it all in place. We'll be there. We're going to be there real soon. Don't worry. Let's start getting our stuff together here. You know what? And we're going to we're going to start buying a bunch of stuff from you. We used to buy it from these guys. We're going to buy it from you now. Yeah, we're going to help you out. Right, I'm sure they're on the, the phone to the Italians as we speak. Hey, listen, we love those Italian shoes. <laughs> Bring them on in. Right, hey, and uh, you know what? You need a little money? Yeah, we'll, we'll float you a few bucks. Right, we got a whole bunch of U.S. Treasuries. We'll give you those. <laughs> right, you can have them. It's not a game. It's not make-believe. This is what is really happening. Either you, you, you either want to deal with it or you don't. Right? Yeah, what do you want? An over, your overpriced homes? They're everywhere. You can buy them anywhere. The jobs market is third straight month in a row where the jobs have stunk. Rolls a dime, 65 bucks a roll, 800-951-0592. Pinto Radio News Hour. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I can't wait.